Now you've heard us talk on this episode on the, in the show about offensive coordinator uh, attributes that we are looking for, what Jeff Athley has to do, you know, some possible names that they might look at, giving you a little bit of some of the backgrounds on some of those coaches as well. You can go back in our archives and find those. But today's show is based off a request from one of the readers who wanted to know who I want as offensive coordinator. Well, I'm going to give you my answer. I'm going to give you my top three candidates today. And I'll give you a little bonus one as well. Make sure to listen so you hear about who I choose on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is Locked on BC. I am AJ Black. I'm the editor of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. This is Locked on BC, your only daily Boston podcast, Boston College podcast. And I'm so glad you're here to join me to talk about today's episode, which is going to get into potential offensive coordinators. And I, I you guys have asked me and I want to give you who my top three choices would be now. For to give you a little bit of uh, you know boundaries on where I'm going with this, there's two things that I really want to make sure that's clear before I give you who I think. First of all, it has to be realistic. We're not going to be pulling an offensive coordinator from an from a, a power five program that is better than BC, which is most of them, or can afford most te- most more than BC, which again is most teams. Also, I am not going to because BC's never going to to beat those guys. I'm also not going to pick an offensive coordinator who runs a system that is just absurd that in terms of like what B Halfley was is doing. He's not going to be running an air raid offense. He's not going to be running, you know, some really quick r- tempo spread. So we're not going out there and getting, you know, you know, a guy that runs the area. We're not going to go after Mississippi State's offensive coordinator or Washington State's offensive coordinator or, or, or quarterback's coach. It doesn't make any sense. So the three that I picked today are coaches that fit into a mold, uh, uh, you know, of of potential um, coaches that, that I feel Jeff Halfley would go for, but there's a little twist to them as well. And we'll we'll kick it off with my, my one of my top choices. <clears throat> and it's an up-and-coming young coach. His name's Corey Dennis. He's the quarterback coach at um, Ohio State, as you can see in the picture. He's with C.J. Stroud here. This is a guy who is going to have a big future ahead of him. You know, when you have worked with some of these, uh, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks, you have a background that I feel would be great for Emmett Moorhead. You would love to have a guy with that kind of pedigree working with Moorhead. And I, I think Corey Dennis would be a great fit for BC. Now, the big question is, could BC pull him from Ohio State? I, I, I have to wonder if it's a possibility because the road to him getting any sort of um, promotion is, is, has been blocked. Justin Fry is the assistant head coach now, and I know some folks have been asking about him. I mean, he's assistant head coach at Ohio State. He's not coming here. 
Uh, you have their, their new offensive coordinator, Brian Hartline, who I, we mentioned last time as another hot up and coming coach that I just thought BC had no chance of getting, but he was someone that you could look at as well. They're all kind of blocking his upward mobility. Now, to be fair, he could just wait for another program to get a better opportunity. And it, that seems like it might be a wise move for him, but he, you know, he has a lot uh, that you would, you would want, you know, he, he works with a guy that Jeff Halfley trusts in Ryan day. He works an offense that might have a little bit more zip to it, just a little bit than Boston college has, you know, and he's had, he has the pedigree. He's worked with Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, and even Quinn Ewers. So, I look at him and I say that, you know, in terms of like guys that would be like, Ooh, that's an exciting hire for BC. Corey Dennis would do that for me. Um, I, I really think, you know, he would, he would be the home run offensive coordinator for BC. And and the only, you know, the negative too, is that he doesn't have any experience as a signal caller. I don't care. You know what? At this point, I'd rather have a, a younger guy, <coughs> excuse me, like Dennis with a huge upside that you're taking a chance on and maybe paying him a little bit more. You know, I've heard, I, I think if I remember correctly, we saw that Frank Signetti was making somewhere around like $750,000 as OC. And I don't know what McNulty was making, probably something similar. I'm sure he wasn't making that much more. If they could up it just a little bit and get a guy like this, it would be a, a big hit. And I bet he'd be great on the recruiting trail. He could really sell a vision and, and, and give BC a really nice identity. Uh, something fresh uh, that I think adds a little bit more than just that pro style boring. Um, this is what we do over and over again. So Corey Dennis is, is my first choice. Number two. Okay. Mark Whipple. Hear me out here, folks. Some of you may think, okay, Mark Whipple, this is the former UMass head coach. Why the heck would BC be interested in him? Well, he's old, first of all. That that's a that, that's a little strike, but I've seen people asking about Steve Logan and and Dana Bible, and both of them are hitting seventy soon too. So, I I look at Whipple and Whipple, yes, he's older, but he is seen as one of the brighter offensive minds in college football. I mean, I mean, probably that that was said about ten years ago, but he, he's gone to Pitt. He worked at Nebraska. Uh, you know, he didn't do very, he wasn't very successful at Nebraska, but remember with Pitt in 2021, he had a top 20 offense and that was what Nebraska wanted him for. So he still has it. And then, yeah, many, much of that could have been because of Kenny Pickett. Now the negative with Whipple is age. First of all, secondly, he would be a, um, a move in the different direction to Halfley because he, I, there's no real connections to him. Whipple has not coached with Halfley. He has not, he doesn't have a ton of connections there, but could he be someone that, that Halfley goes out and, and tries to get because we've seen him be successful. I don't think he'd be a bad option. I'm honestly, you know, I think what he would bring is a different eye, a, a different mentality to that offense. He, he, even when he was with the UMass, it wasn't just like straight up power. He did a lot of, spread he he tried some different things and he he could do all of that um with an with an offense i think that has more weapons than nebraska had last year nebraska had no offense they were they're terrible uh so 
I, I like I like Mark Whipple. I think this would be a fun hire. Um, again, it's not like someone from Rutgers. <laughs> That's another thing I don't want. I, I really don't want just a retread from Rutgers. Um, but we'll get into that in a moment because I'm gonna I'm going to um, gonna shoot myself in the foot with my last choice. And so you're gonna want to hear who my last choice is in just a moment. But before we do that. I'm going to tell you about our good friends over at Bet Online. They're your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at betonline.net. Now, I was looking at that spread for the UNC game on, on Wednesday. 14 and a half. I thought UNC, if they shot anywhere near the way that Miami and Wake Forest were going to do, BC was going to have a chance. So if I went out to Bet Online, I probably wouldn't have done so well. But if you were, you know, a big time BC follower, thought they were going to get it, hey, you would have made some money on Bet Online. So if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And if you haven't done so already, I have a big favor for you. Please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are three subscribers away from 700. We didn't move yesterday. And I know we've had a lot of listeners. So if you haven't done so already, subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. It's super easy. And you could join our comment section and get all your videos sent directly to you so you don't miss anything. That's a great deal right there. Now, if you're in the comment section now, I have a question to ask you. Who do you want to see as BC's offensive coordinator? Hit me up in the comments. I want to make sure that I get a chance to read them at the end of this segment. So hit up who you want as BC's offensive coordinator. We'll get to those moments, those in just a moment. So I just gave you two. I said Corey Dennis, Mark Whipple would be two names I would be interested in. And then I I started to uh, contradict myself as we were heading into the break when I said, I don't want any retreads. I don't want a Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator or, you know, positional coach. I don't want anyone from Rutgers. Well, except for one guy, there is one play coach from Rutgers that, eh, you know, maybe I'd be a little bit interested in. And that would be Sean Gleason. Sean Gleason. Now hear me out. There's, there's red flags with this, but I think there's also uh, some reasons to think this could be a smart hire too. Sean Gleason is a um, good offensive mind. He, he had a very good year at Oklahoma State. He, he, was a, he was an offensive coordinator there and then was hired away by Rutgers. Rutgers fired him in the middle of last year. If you remember, BC played against Rutgers, and I'm sure you can't forget it, in that season opener uh, last season. And there were times where uh, they were running three quarterbacks. They had all sorts of uh, different gadget plays. And then they went to like just pounding the ball down BC's throat. And that was a lot of Gleason. Well, everything he has done at that beginning went away midway through the season as Rutgers got tired of him and fired him. Now I, I don't, I, I don't see that as a huge red flag for Gleason because Rutgers, as we saw, didn't have much in terms of, of weapons. They're all, their quarterbacks. Yeah. They made some plays against BC and they were able to run the ball here and there. But I, I think a lot of that was just, they had a good offensive line and were able to bully BC. They had no wide receivers. Their quarterbacks weren't very good. 
And so he didn't have much to work with. I think if he had more of the weapons that BC has, like you have Emmett Moorhead and say what you will about Moorhead, Moorhead, I think was better than better is better and has a higher upside than anyone on their, on Rutgers roster right now. Uh, Johnny Lang in, um, in the other two quarterbacks who are blanking right now, I, he's better than them. You could do more with him. You have better wide receivers. Ryan O'Keefe and Joseph Griffin are better than the wide receivers they had. I think that he has more of an opportunity to do what he is good at with a roster like BC has and has put together. He's relatively young. I think he's well thought of. I think he has um, a good upside to him. I think Rutgers kind of cut bait pretty quick. And a lot of that could be Shiano too. Shiano's got quite the personality to him. He could have just gotten tired of him and wanted somebody different. But I, I think I think Sean Gleason wouldn't be the worst. The, the one negative to this was would be that I think BC fans would have a real hard time swallowing this one. You know, hiring someone from Rutgers, a team that you know you look down upon, you saw play poorly uh, offensively, and then go out and get a guy they fired. That'd be a real hard sell for the fan base. So he might be a bit of a push. Um, and so he would be my, my, my third one, you know, and then there's like pie in the sky guys. And this is more of like, this one would be a real, real reach. Michael Lafleur, I, I, you know, I'd love to see him, but I, he doesn't hit my realistic options. Some NFL team's going to scoop him up. You know, he was an offensive coordinator for the jets last year. He worked with the 49ers, helped them get to the super bowl. Um, I love what he can do on offense, but I, and he has connections to Halfley but I don't see him as realistic. And then I had, I told you when I started this off, I said there would be one bonus guy that was, isn't in my top three, but would be a great fit for BC and drum roll, please. Our bonus person is Steve Adazio. No, 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 no. I am, you know, he's a guy. He's got, listen, hear me out. He's got SEC experience. He's been an offensive coordinator for Florida. He knows how to fix an offensive line. He knows this program. Get him in here. Make him offensive coordinator. No, I'm just kidding. Do not, do not bring Steve Adazio here. It was just a joke. I delivered it poorly, but Steve Adazio should not be offensive coordinator. So those are my three. Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Hit me up in the comment section. Um, and head over to youtube.com and, and, and hit, that's usually where I respond back. So if you want to get your, you know, your voice heard by me and, and get some thoughts, that's where you can hit it. And we've had a quiet comment section today. Sometimes it's louder than others and we're in the off season. So it gets a little quiet. Marty party. three, who's one of our um, loyal listeners and one of our best commenters right now, he says, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. That, you know, that doesn't hit um, that doesn't hit the, the realistic um, uh, factor very well. Bill O'Brien, I know he says it's a long shot in the next one, but Bill O'Brien is probably going to be with the, you know, he'll be with the Patriots or Alabama, you know, or some other big time program. I don't think, I love, I love to see him here. I'd love to see him be head coach at some point. I know you said that later, but uh, Bill O'Brien, um, I don't think he would be a, a realistic choice, but thank you, Marty, for your, for your comments. I love having you here, bud. All right. And our final segment, we're going to hit recruiting because it has been a hectic last couple of days for BC on the, on the road as staff has spread out across the country to look for future BC players. I'm going to get into some of the things that Jeff Halfley might be running into after a three and nine season. Now 
if you know me, you know I love built bars. But are you looking for a delicious treat that don't, don't, but don't want all the fats and calories? Then you gotta try a built bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I got the thing for you. You gotta try built. With built, health is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's, year's resolution. And they come in unbelievable flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Man, I'm just getting hungry talking about this. I hate this ad. I hate talking about Built Bar because I just get so hungry because they are so good. Now, you don't want to wait to get a – if you don't want to get wait to get a box, get good news for you. We've been talking about Built Forever and Built.com. But you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club, and they got them there now too. So head over to your Sam's Club or Walmart or go to Built.com and order yourself a box. You will not regret it. They are delicious. They are a great meal substitute, and they keep you full. Head to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at Built.com. This is AJ Black. As I said, I am the editor of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. And one of the big things that I do on the site, one of the big focuses is, you know, you you can go to other sites and they all have their specialties. BC Interruption does a great job with covering everything like women's hockey and baseball and, you know, you name it, hockey, you know, goal by goal. They do a lot there and they do a great job. I put a lot of focus on recruiting. It's something that I really am interested in. Um, I get to talk to recruits. I've talked to my, I talked to so many uh, from around the country and what, what's going on right now is that BC is in a live period, meaning that they can go out and offer and, and get those um, class of 24 kids starting to look at Boston college. And it's a, it's exciting time. If you're really like looking at how future recruiting classes are going to start to shape up. Now the staff has been everywhere. I've seen offers uh, for future classes in California, Florida, Texas, the one that really interested me, Arkansas. I can anyone out there remember a time BC has had a player from Arkansas? Well, they offered two or three kids out this week from from that state. They offered kids from Massachusetts, uh, Cam Montero, who's a big wide receiver from Brockton, who had absurd numbers last year. Finally, got his BC offer, and he um, talked to me, and I have an interview with him up on Eagle Insider. And he's not related to Aaron Montero, Taro, if you're at, if you're wondering. They're both from Brockton, same last name, but not related, I asked. But my question isn't just about all these kids, because you at BC can hand out, you know, offers like they're candy. But I wonder what new challenges Boston College is facing on the recruiting trail after a three and nine season. Now, Jeff Athley, when he came in in 2020 and 2021, he had a unique advantage because he could sell his vision with very little, uh, you know, behind him in terms of like actual results. You could, you can sell pie in the sky visions to kids. And then in 2022, you, and even some a little bit with 2023, you can kind of write off a lot of it with injuries. Like you, honestly, you could tell kids, you know, we had a, a really good program, but you know, this in 2021, we lost Phil Jakovic and it was a tough year to get back on our feet. And then we lost our entire offensive line, but you're starting to move out now. A three and nine season is a three and nine season. And other coaches are going to use that against you. Uh, it's, it's the icky part of recruiting, but folks, it happens. 
And Jeff Halfley is going to have to figure out ways around that because if he wants to recruit at the level that he wants to get the guys with athleticism and length and, and, and all the good features that he needs, he's going to have to beat out other power five programs for these kids. He can't just go out there and be like, and just assume, assume that every kid that gets, you know, an offer from Virginia tech is going to smoke him on the, on the tran on the, on the trail. He's going to have to figure out how to fix this, how to get his vision out there. Now, the first thing he did, I feel like that could help on the offensive side of the ball, which was the major issue is firing John McNulty. Honestly, like it sounds cold, but firing the guy that was the, the, the uh, architect behind your really bad offense kind of clears the way for you to kind of scapegoat him a little bit on the trail and say, look, we're going to have a new guy here. And this guy we're going to bring in, whoever this is, is exciting. He's going to do a lot of different things that we didn't see under the last guy. And I think I want to see you be part of it because I could see you doing X, Y, and Z. That could be a good thing for them. On the defensive side of the ball, you know, you saw, you're seeing guys develop. You could say to a defensive lineman, look at what Ez, Donovan Ezraku has done. He's gone up from being, you know, uh, a, a linebacker that's kind of morphed to an edge defender. Look at he's, you know, one of the leading sack uh, sack got defensive lineman with sacks last year. I helped develop him. I got him there, you know, secondary. I got these guys to, to, to get to that next level. So there's, there's pieces there. It's just going to be tougher because the results aren't there. And as much as Jeff Halfley and his staff can sell a vision, they're on year four now. And, it's going to be hard to go against some of these other schools. Now, luckily, you know, you got Syracuse, but they don't really, honestly, folks, they don't really come recruit against Syracuse. Syracuse goes for a different level of kids. And I don't know if it's an academic issue or what it is, but they don't usually go against them. But schools like Virginia tech, they were terrible last year. UVA was terrible last year. Michigan's going to beat them until BC figures out something, some way to be really good. They're another team, Penn state, same thing. So on like, are they really that far behind that they were last year? Cause Virginia tech is like one of their big rivals in terms of uh, on the recruiting trail. I don't see it as that bad. It's they're definitely lower, but it's going to be up to the staff. How can they go out there and connect with these kids to say that like, yeah, we've had bad years. We've had some tough times, but we're going to get this. We're going to get past this and we want to see you be part of this. I think they can do it. I, I, you know, say what you will about Halfley on the, on the trail, but he sells a vision to kids. And this, again, this isn't just me. This is me talking uh, as someone who co covers this, who talks to recruits. He's a guy that sells a vision kids connect with, and he's got other guys on his staff. I look specifically at guys like Azar Abdul Rahim, Savon Huggins, Daryl Wyatt, those three guys specifically, I think do a heck of a job of connecting with kids at a, at a, at a deep level. And they're all there again this year. And we'll have to see who the offensive coordinator is. Cause he might help as well. And we'll have to see how they're off, you know, how they, how they attack that. But if you, if you're out there and you are thinking, yo, I, yo, what am I saying? I want to learn more about BC recruiting. I want to learn about these kids. I want to hear what they're, t they're telling, you know, the staff are telling him, you know, who's coming on campus. You need to become a member of Eagle insider. It is literally the cost of a cup of coffee a month. It's less with inflation right now. You can become a member. And I th believe right now you, you even get, um, I believe you get Paramount plus with it too. 
So you sign up now, just double check it. I'm not hundred percent sure to read the fine print when you do it, but sign up, you'll get all my insider information. You've get Mitch's. If you like listening to Mitch, Mitch has said he's doing like a notebook on what Logan Taylor looks like. He does a lot of game film. We are the premier Boston college site out there in terms of in-depth information and insider knowledge. We can't be beat. And I want you to become part of it. Uh, we have a great community on there. Our message board is awesome. We have some really great uh, commenters on there who, who are as passionate about it as you are. So come over to Eagle Insider, sign up, get a year subscription. It's, it's not that expensive and it is worth every dime. I've heard it from so many of our new subscribers. We have a ton of them. We'd love to have you be part of it as well. So subscribe today. Well, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about recruiting and transfer portal news and anything else that breaks in the next 24 hours. And hey, if we have a new offensive coordinator, which I don't think we will, I'll be sure to get that. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. Forgot to tell you that. Hit me up on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Um, love to see you there. Just say, hey, AJ, I heard you on the podcast. Well, introduce yourself. Um, I love meeting and talking to my listeners as well. And for um, thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon and take care.